2: If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken, and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments, this is the workshop for you. Go to widestmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Widest My Partner Podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met at a training and our secret sauce is
1: that we and our partners became fast friends. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here and together we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This
0: podcast is not a substitute for couples therapy. If something you hear in this podcast stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area.
2: We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to WhyDoesMyPartner.com to leave a question of your own. Here's today's question.
1: Why does my partner get defensive when I ask
0: her to be mindful of her close coworker lesbian friend who has been showing growing signs of an emotional connection with my wife? We all had a good friendship initially, but their relationship has started to become more mutually exclusive moving closer and closer to the boundaries of my comfort zone. Of course, to my wife, they're just friends. I'm insecure and I need to trust her. Thank you. Oh, you know what strikes me immediately? It's just the um, this is painful, really Mm -hmm. painful. This is painful for I'm just listening to the voice of thank you for sharing your question with us. And I can just feel like
1: mm-hmm. this feels
0: painful to you. And yeah. I just want to validate that experience for you. I can I get that that this hurts. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's weird that it hurts.
2: I don't think it's weird that it hurts either. And and the the thing that keeps coming up for me when I listen to this question is i i f- i feel that pain too and i feel there's also like a dismissing mm-hmm. of of the pain mhm mhm right? yeah there could be there could mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. like that that's kind of like he
1: believes he's being dismissed mm-hmm. is what you're saying right mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. that's yeah, what it or, sounds like to me yeah that's what it sounds like you know she tells me that i'm getting defense mm-hmm. or that i'm you know i need, to, need trust to trust her, her more her. or something mm-hmm. right um mhm that feeling of being dismissed as something that's big or it could mm-hmm. be big. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, this this matters to me mm-hmm. and you're not taking what matters to me seriously. This mm-hmm. this feels dangerous to me and you're dismissing that idea. That, that mm-hmm. feels like, I don't know about the friendship, mm-hmm. but I know that I'm hearing in the question that piece mm-hmm. and that feels significant. When I'm
1: feeling dismissed or lots of other things, that's when I become that four-year-old banging on a door. Mm. So that, and I I don't think he's being a four-year-old banging on the door at all. That's not what I'm Mm -hmm. saying at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But Rebecca, I'm echoing what you said about feeling dismissed is so painful and it Mm -hmm. kicks stuff up for us. Like, that's what it kicks up for me. Mm -hmm. It's like, listen to me. You have to listen to me.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think we um, all have heard messages about like, you're making a big deal out of it. Don't be Mm -hmm. dramatic. The feelings are ridiculous. And I don't think it does our relationships or ourselves much service to be thinking about feelings in that way. Mm -hmm. Because think about like, what are feelings? Like, first of all, (laughs) you ask a hundred emotion researchers what a feeling is and you're going to hear a hundred different definitions. But when I pull all of the research that I've read together. And I kind of look like, where's that Venn diagram overlap. I keep talking about, this is going to be the season of Venn diagrams. Jules (laughs) is going to pull it out every episode. It's going to be super fun. Um, But when I look at like how um, they kind of overlap, I think about a process in the subcortical system where your brain has a superhero level job, Like, we should all be so grateful to our subcortical mind. What does it have to do? It has to pay attention to two different things. One is, what are the goals? What are my hopes? Where am I aiming? And keep the body and system safe, Mm -hmm. right? It has both goals, mutually and simultaneously, your brain does. It has to Mm -hmm. hold both of them at the same time. And it's dealing with this world with literally millions of bits of information per second coming at it 11 million bits of information per second are taken in by the lower part of your brain so it's just flooding 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 information it has to make sense of all this information that's coming in. And how does it do, do that? It makes sense of the information from your bis- from like your heart space and your belly space, like your, the center of your body. It makes sense from the muscles. It makes sense from the sights and sounds and smells and, and what people are saying to you and all that. And then it compares, your subcortical brain compares it to categories of learning that you have developed for your entire life. And in one quarter of one second, it has to tell mm-hmm. you about what this stimuli means when it comes to both your safety and your goals. So that it can tell your blood where to move next. So that if you needed to stand up, you could. I mean, my goodness.
1: Seriously, so I was just thinking that like, how are we all ever awake? I know. So exhausting. Exhausting. Your brain is a brilliant, brilliant thing. So here it is. It's I like can't believe it. my brain is doing. It. I, I'm your brain is doing it. that.
0: <laughs> Becky, your brain is doing that right now. And so when you have a feeling. That's your brain trying to figure out what does this world mean to me, given what I know about safety and what I know about my goals. So I don't think a feeling is, is anything but a, or, or piece of information like the, like the essence of it mm-hmm. is a piece of information about how I'm making sense out of the world so a feeling is kind of a genius little thing that told you something true about you yeah and it told you something true about what the stimulus meant to you and I don't want us to discount that because it's a way to get to know yourself better mm-hmm. so let's
2: use it great and when we can understand our feelings and our partner's feelings, it's a way to know, get to know each other better. Right.
0: And mm-hmm. their feelings are themselves becoming them, them through time, too. Like, right. they're, they're, like, trying to figure out what the world means as well. Right? So, but, and, it's not even a but, it's and. What a hard conversation to have mm-hmm. where I'm having tender feelings that do matter and are important and you're having tender feelings that mm-hmm. do matter and are important and we are not aligned on how we see this yeah. situation i mean what an incredibly difficult conversation to have
2: mm-hmm. and
0: navigate smoothly right i don't think it would yeah. be i think you'd man- navigate it you're going to have um, bumps in the road bumpy. and you're going to have bumpy bumpy ones
2: yeah mm-hmm. and i'm i'm thinking about how we build trust Mm-hmm. Right. Like, mm-hmm. cause, cause mm-hmm. we, I hear in this question, like, just trust me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's that kind of element in here. Like, you're not trusting me. You should trust me. Um, and what I'm thinking about that is like, how do we build trust? Like, how do we really build trust mm-hmm. in relationships? It's typically not just something we have. It's something mm-hmm. that gets established through The bumps and Mm -hmm. the ruptures and the ways that there's discord experienced inside of our relationship and how we trust that we will do hard things together, that we will tend to that, Mm -hmm. that that we have the capacity to work through something hard. Mm -hmm. So I don't, we don't know this couple. We don't know Mm -hmm. what they have been through or what they haven't been through Mm -hmm. or how they have or they haven't built trust. Mm -hmm. But that would be a piece of this for me, too, is mm-hmm. how much have they been through together? How much mm. resilience do they have and, and trust in themselves that they can do these hard things? Because there's mm-hmm. something in here that's really being activated for this this person who's asking the question as quite mm-hmm. scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And maybe for the
0: partner as well. So I don't know mm-hmm. what's important for your partner around having this friendship. Yeah, and yeah. it... It evolving mm-hmm. in the way that it is. Um, but I bet that would be important information to hold as mm-hmm. part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. And your feelings about what is and is not okay for you, you get to define that. And that's totally valid too. And mm-hmm. my guess is, is if you can let yourself have a bit of a bumpy conversation, wherein you're trying not to solve the problem not to create rules around how often we see this friend or in what Mm -hmm. way, but that the first conversation is actually about understanding both people's points of view.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me
0: understand you better. What's important for you about protecting our relationship in this way? What's important for you about having this friendship? So that we can um, get to a space where at least we're both feeling heard Mm -hmm. before and then sleep on it (laughs) don't Don't, and then have another conversation Mm -hmm. a different moment of how could we navigate this in a way that meets both of our needs for protection and exploration and my guess is there could be a lot of creative answers to that
1: If brothers both can remain curious and open without just trying to defend their own point, I really mm-hmm. find myself going back to his question. And so in no way is this a judgment on him, on you, sir. No way is this a judgment. I'm wondering what's been presented to the wife because the mm. question has in it, the question that I hope has gone to her. I'm going to explain mm-hmm. what I mean. And her answer isn't answering it. So his question is literally, why is this friendship important and when I bring my concerns to her, she says, I don't trust her. That doesn't answer why the friendship is important. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if he's just presenting that to us or if he has presented that to her.
0: Oh, if he's asked her, mm-hmm. like, he's help me her, understand. Help me yeah. understand.
1: Why is this friendship important to you? Because mm-hmm. again, it was built right into the question. Yeah. Right, so right. I wonder how that is going between them.
0: Well, uh, no, I we don't we'll know. Check this out. Okay. So I'm going to ask that question. I'm going to ask it with the exact same words, but I'm going to ask it two different ways. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, here comes number one. Why is this friendship so important to you? Here comes number two. Mm -hmm. Why is this friendship so important to you? Okay. In the first one, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get you to do something different Mm -hmm. rather than ask the question. So that's Mm -hmm. all I was thinking at the beginning Mm -hmm. is like, I want her to see how upset this is making me. So I need her to change her behavior. And now I'm going to spit those words out.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So it's coming from an urgency. It's coming from an, I need something and different action to happen right now. Um, And then the second one is more really coming from an, I want to understand. I feel like I'm missing something. I don't understand. And so if we can drop into the literally like, uh, I think of it as the hammock of not knowing is what oh, I tell folks. Oh, wow. Can you swing into the <laughs> hammock of not
1: knowing? No, no, I don't like that. I have a gentle hammock of not knowing. Oh,
0: yeah. and, oh <laughs> you he, know is that your vertigo? That. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Yeah, so that you can be curious yeah. about what her yeah. side is. And I'm not saying that because it doesn't mean your point isn't valid. Because I want her to have just as much of an understanding Mm
2: -hmm. about
0: why this is painful for you and why it's so important to you that your relationship is protected.
2: So that gets me thinking more about boundaries. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. what I'm hearing in in this is like, it's a boundary crossing to me, right? Like like I am setting a boundary and she's not respecting it. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Which is how a lot of people do think about boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I think there's another element here, that, that we talk about a lot when we talk about boundaries, mm-hmm. which is also that, like, boundaries aren't just like ways we get to control other people's behavior. Boundaries yeah. are the. There the is exe- no such thing There's no such thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the execution of a boundary is if this continues to feel bad to me, here's what I'm going to do in response.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah. um, So I, I hear in this question that the person that's asking it really does feel that there's a line that's being crossed. And I'm not mm-hmm. minimizing that. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. getting that. And I think there's a much deeper question for this couple to be having. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think the person who's asking this question is the one who gets to set their boundary. Not a boundary for their partner, but a boundary that they get to set oh. and act Mm -hmm. on if things don't go a particular way for themselves
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that's not done in a punitive way or in like I'm gonna get you to do something different yeah because I'm punishing you or like it's not about that it's more just like it could be just this doesn't feel okay for me yeah and so Mm -hmm. no I can't shut up about it sorry yeah Mm mm-hmm it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like, or I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that black and white about it, but like, it can be.
2: It could be, you know, I, this is really important to me. I I need to go to therapy about this. Will you come with me?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is a direct request, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Totally get it if you don't, but
0: I'm going to go to therapy about this, even if you're not. Mm-hmm. Could be that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it feels like a, like a negotiation conversation around um, really understanding each other and then coming up with, well, what are our creative solutions? Mm-hmm. Rather than us trying to control each other, which is basically what's happening right now. So when she what says are. to you, you need to trust me more, that's trying her trying to um, control oh. your inner world. Mm-hmm. And when you say you don't get to see her this much you're trying to control her behavior. So basically Mm -hmm. I've got two folks who are trying to control each other, which means you're butting your heads up against reality, which is, a man, it's a good way to lead to suffering. Because the truth is you can't control each other. So what happens if Mm -hmm. we face that, we let ourselves have sadness about that truth because it makes us really vulnerable. And then we have a, a deeper conversation about how do you protect each other How do you honor each other's need for exploration? How do we listen to each other more deeply? And this could be a moment. I'm I'm, I'm such a silver lining person. Mm -hmm. This could be a moment where you discover something new about each other. Yeah. And you actually could move Mm -hmm. into deeper intimacy from this space. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So it could be. Even though it's a really hard situation, uh, relational gold for you.
2: It could be such gold. Like I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, it could be as you get curious about your partner's friendship mm-hmm. that you learn something deeper about your partner and what maybe mm-hmm. this friendship is meeting that mm-hmm. they were really missing out on, mm-hmm. and then maybe that mm-hmm. sparks some kind of growth inside of your relationship. With you trying to maybe tend to some of those things.
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And it could be your partner discovers something really cool about you too.
0: Yeah. In Mm -hmm. terms of why this is, um, how important
1: it is for you to protect this relationship. Mm -hmm. And what that means for you. I'm also hearing in him, I'm making this up. He sounds possibly sad that he's losing a friendship as well. He's mm. saying he started out as all three of them, and now he's being excluded. So I wonder yeah, yeah. if that, there's some pain there So if too. that's
0: happening, mm-hmm. that could be part of this larger conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. So anytime, and let's scale this out for folks. There are so many times when the stuff I want to have happen, the actual behavior doing, and what my partner's behavior doing, what we want is different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're simultaneous. So we don't get mm-hmm. to both have them.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Vicky. When I when I heard you say that, what what I thought too is there could be an element of it's actually maybe not the partner that he doesn't trust. Maybe it's this other person who's it.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Like that. There's something else going on there. Mm -hmm. So, oh, totally. Yeah. And it could be
0: that this person does not is not interested in protecting the relationship. mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, what does that mean for the larger dynamic? And what does that mean if if your if your wife is part of that conversation, and and it's not about whether or not I trust you, it's about whether or not the people we're asking to be close to us in our lives
2: are people who are protect, cherishing
0: yeah. are are people who mm-hmm. cherish our partnership, yeah, and that that's important to me. And here's why. Mm. Cool, have that conversation, right? So. I wonder if I could offer a map, though, to our listeners. So anytime you end up with partner A wants this list of behavior, partner B wants the other list of behavior, and you cannot simultaneously execute both. We just gave you a little map of what to do. Step one. Stop worrying about how you're going to solve the problem unless it's urgent. Like you have to do something or somebody's going to, you know, die or lose a house or something like that. Like. It, tomorrow. Don't worry about solving it. Take solving it off the table. Take behavior change off the table. Hmm. Drop it back into what is being met for you if your way happens. Hmm. What do I get to discover more about you from those needs, from those hopes? What do you discover about yourself? what do we what do we share with each other? So increase the hearing, listening, the hearing each other, the vulnerability on the front end. Then sleep on it, hopefully for even a couple of days if you can. Mm-hmm. And then go back and offer different solutions. And if you're not coming up with three to five that potentially could work for you, you are not in an integrated brain space, I promise you. Wow. Yeah, so three to five different ways. We could solve this. That would Mm -hmm. make me okay. I love this. And then Mm -hmm. each partner has a list of three to five, and some of them may overlap, some may not, but we're Mm going to end up with at least five potential solutions.
2: I love this. I think that's a great place for us to land today. Mm -hmm. Hope that was helpful. Take care of yourselves best you can. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. That wraps up this
0: week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner.
2: We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show.
1: To go deeper, join us at one of our workshops. You'll find our next date at whydoesmypartner.com.
2: Did you know you can ask us your questions? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode.
0: And here's some gratitudes. Thanks to Al Hoverman, our sound editor and podcast production magic maker.
1: Thanks to every one of you who has joined us for our
2: workshops in the past. We've learned so much from all of you. And thanks to everyone who's reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help others to find the show. Take care of each other best you can. See you next time.